We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 743-17 before eight. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Time for Monday Morning Markets with Mark. Rosa, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Tommy, good morning. A lot of banking news. I was watching the um, Face of the Nation yesterday on CBS and Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen was on, who ironically is a very soft-spoken woman. That's right. She is. Even though her name's Yellen. (laughs) Tell me what happened (laughs) with the Silicon Valley Bank. Tommy, you know, but... Well, we could talk about this all day, but it would lead up to this is kind of like a tip of the iceberg type of thing. So we'll go back on on, on news that we covered when COVID hit and the and the, the Fed was just flooding the market with money. And it just in a couple of months, uh, the money supply went from basically 15 to 18 trillion. It was like from March to June. And we've never seen that before in the history of history. So it gets out into the financial community and, and, and to the to the country. And, you know, banks are taking in all this money, and it's very cheap. Interest rates were cut to basically zero, and you have to do something with the money. So the Feds, after the credit crisis, was saying for the, ma- the big big players, and, and this one bank, that the uh, Silicon Valley, was a two $300 billion bank, so large financial institution. It's not like a money center. It's not like J.P. Moore. It's not like Bank of America, but they're a big player. So they were putting a lot of this in, in treasuries, which always, well, it's, it's completely safe to put your money in treasuries. And then we fast forward to the Fed's action. So what started a year ago last month? They start a very aggressive campaign of reversing course. They're pulling money out of the system like I don't think they've ever done before. And they've certainly increased interest rates at, at a very rapid pace, especially in the fall. All this to combat inflation part of which is to blame for all the money going into the system in the first place. So these treasuries, they're as good as gold from a default standpoint. The treasury's not going to default. But at the prices where you bought them and interest rates are going up, well, those treasuries are not worth as much as they used to be. So I had previously described in, in around December-ish, January, just put that money where my mouth is, It I've never seen such an aggressive um, um, environment for financial institutions and this is my 39th year it that went by very quickly incidentally 39th year in banking i've never seen i've gone through credit crisis you know 9 11 different recessions all that those were bad enough but this is very different and they usually are each of the recessions or economic downturns tend to have some uniqueness to them 
because it's built up over something that we may not have, have experienced before, in this past case, COVID, and then the results that came out of it. But the, between the, the monetary policy being in the Fed and the fiscal policy being in the federal government spending money like it's never spent it, I mean, the combination of which time is added just a, a lot of initial liquidity. Then they say, oh, well, this is, you know, economics 101 kicked in. I don't know how that slipped through. And inflation goes to double digits. So we really have to stand up on the gas pedal. And then, okay, you, you, you create this, this fragile environment inside the financial institutions that are obliged to put the money to work. So when you had 0% interest rates, and you, in, the, in the case of uh, Silicon Valley, like most financial institutions, you, you have some investments, and the investments are going to go down in price when the interest rates start to increase. And the faster you increase the rates and, and the volume of which those increases come, those prices come down further. So it creates what you would normally depend on for liquidity reasons. Uh, well, you know, if, if uh, changes in um, deposit mood, uh, changes in what people are trying to do with their personal lives, changes in how businesses trying to react to what their business needs from, from a money standpoint. Well, okay, then we could sell some of our investments, that's what they're there for, to meet liquidity demands. But when that comes comes fast and furious, then you're liquidating the investments at a loss to try to meet the security demands. Then you're cutting into the capital of the institution to meet those liquidity demands. Then some news gets out that your money might not be safe to meet those liquidity demands. So what happens? You got a bank that was was financing a lot of venture capital in, in the valley. That's a that's a uh, quote unquote from Silicon Valley, where ninety percent of their deposits were at levels were uninsured. I saw it over the weekend. This it's a company, a startup, doing very well, had ten million dollars in in a savings account. Well, you got to, the first two fifty is insured, mm -hmm. so they would take a hit for nine million. $750,000. Speaking of Yellen, she was coming out in, in her uh, soft-spoken way. No, no, we're not doing that again. No, no, we're not running into this. We're not backing those deposits. We're not doing anything. I saw it yesterday on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, must have been right after she said that, they're going to do it. They're going to back those deposits because you imagine the cascade through, through the economy, at least in Silicon Valley, maybe elsewhere where the venture capital firms were starting up. Imagine if you had a company doing well, and overnight, snap of a finger, you just lost nine million seven hundred and fifty thousand of your deposits. So it's like that ripple would go through the business community. Uh, to me, they, they needed a better way to. You can't just pile ten. You and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It just the the, uh, the insurance levels on basic overnight deposit type accounts is two fifty. So there's there's no need for taking on that additional risk there are other ways to mitigate some of that risk so now we're seeing uh that was a 200 billion dollar bank svb and then you have signature bank out of new york they're 100 plus billion uh that has gone uh by the wayside that's been that, that's collapsed and now the, the third one in first republic bank is a 200 billion dollar bank out of california the shares are down right now 60 percent so this could, you know, how far is this going to go out to other financial institutions? Is the Fed going to rush in and say, no, we're going to back everybody, every way, every every 
financial institution from people losing their money on deposits. They had a lot of losses. They, we had a lot of losses during the credit crisis. I remember that, you know, people were selling homes. They put their money, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar check. They put their money in some financial institution, especially in California. The institution got taken over and they lost their money. They weren't backed. They just lost it. So this is a, a, bad, a, set, a bad set of circumstances, and it's, it's between the, the two uh, groups in government that has their hands on the, on the spigots and the wheels and the switches and all that stuff. From the Fed standpoint, we've been saying it, you and I here, too far, too fast. When inflation started to, to – uh, when, when inflation started to raise its head, they, st- they kept pumping money in for nine more months. You know, aggravating the problem. And then I've never seen monetary policy be at such odds with fiscal policy, meaning the tax and spend of the federal government, more on the spend. You know, these trillion-dollar bills keep coming out of the Biden administration, and it's, no, we're going to, you know, they put more money in circuit. Well, that means the Fed's got to work that much harder. So these rates have been very aggressive it's killing off uh, financial institutions. Um, they're going to have to really examine what they're going to do. Goldman Sachs came out this morning. Oh, no, no Fed increase this month. They're not going to increase it this month anymore. Uh, well, you know, we're about, we'll, we'll find out in a couple of weeks what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. But um, it's, it's really a, a sad state of affairs right now, Tommy. It's, it's very aggressive. So I, I've not been in banking 39 years, and, I, and I'm trying to wonder – who is responsible for this bank being in trouble? Is it because the the companies didn't have their money where they should have it? Well, it, it, there's a lot at at work here. Again, I'm not sure why. You know, some businesses they just they, they're not apparently they're not focused on the risk that they would take uh, in having such large outsized balances and overnight type accounts. Now, apparently, the, the bank in question, the, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, had a this sterling reputation. They financed a lot of uh, – they had some, a lot of cryptocurrencies in, involved in their operations. They also had a lot of financing of venture capital, meaning you got these startup companies with not a lot of money. And for a bank to step in and loan them a ton of money to get their businesses going, I don't know what their failure rate is, but it seems like they had a great rate of success. A lot of companies would turn to them because they were the go-to people. So you, you're taking in some deposits and you're loaning them out to venture capital firms. And, you know, you, you're creating, okay, well, then is there a high failure rate in new firms? Well, new firms are fragile. So you've, you've got a, a fragile set of circumstances in there already, and it didn't take much. It didn't take much to say, wait a minute, people have to start getting their money out and there wasn't there wasn't an easy way to get them out. So said somebody on on YouTube. It's like, oh, I went, to, I wanted to, you know, wire out the money, but most of the the Silicon Valley firms admitted we don't have another banking relationship. We just had the Silicon Valley Bank, and everything is pouring in there. Again, they were taking risks that weren't necessary. It seems like on the surface. So when when that started to crumble, they couldn't even go to the do the wire service. And get their money wired to another institution, even if they had one. So that okay, that stopped that process, and then it, and then it was is conserved. So it would close in the bank because of lack of liquidity. 
But it, it's, you know, that was a built, it was a very fragile set of circumstances out there. Thank you, Mark. Complicated stuff, and we'll talk about it some more. I will help you manage your money, too. A lot of credit card debt out there. We'll talk about some calculators on Friday. Mark Rose, the president and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. 754-6-8, traffic now, WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 